Could the next EPA fall in love with global warming? That and other stories on H2O Radio's weekly news report about water. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. Many scientists and environmentalists are using a phrase to describe the outlook for the warming of our planet after a new study was published in the journal Science Advances. Game over. It's game over. The research by an international team of experts looked into how the Earth's climate has reacted over nearly 800,000 years. They warned that prior warming estimates may be significantly lower than what may actually occur. According to the study, planet Earth could be on course for warming as much as 7 degrees Celsius within a lifetime. The theory is based on the idea that as the planet warms, it becomes more sensitive to greenhouse gases. The study's controversial, but scientist Michael Mann at Penn State University told The Independent in the UK that the research appeared sound and conclusions quite defensible. These dire warnings come as talks begin this week in Marrakesh, Morocco, about how to implement the Paris Treaty to limit global warming. President-elect Trump has promised to tear up the document. And the words game over were also being used to describe the effects on the planet as Trump moves into transition mode. His new team includes one of the most notorious climate change deniers. Myron Ebel will head up the transition team for the Environmental Protection Agency. Ebel, who's not a scientist, has long questioned the overwhelming scientific consensus that human activity is fueling unprecedented global warming. According to the Washington Post, he has also argued that the United States should unleash the full power of coal, oil, and gas to fuel economic growth and job creation. In 2006, Ebel wrote an opinion piece in Forbes magazine stating that people should love global warming, asking what's wrong with milder winters anyway. A major drought has been occurring in the southeastern U.S., and now there are large wildfires burning mainly in the mountain areas of Tennessee, North Carolina, Kentucky, and Georgia. NASA reports that wildfires in the southeast are usually small and don't produce much smoke compared to the big blazes in the west. But these fires are defying that trend. According to ABC News, over 60% of the water systems in Tennessee are experiencing drought conditions, with three counties reporting that wells are running completely dry. And in Alabama, both Tuscaloosa and Birmingham have tied or broken records for days without measurable rain. Nothing more than sprinkles have fallen there since late September. The forecast for the area does not call for significant precipitation. And in case you're wondering, La Nina has arrived. Forecasters think she'll be weak and don't know if she'll stick around. But the weather phenomenon is likely to cause a warmer and drier winter in the the south part of the U.S. and wetter and colder conditions in the north as the jet stream shifts. The water crisis in Flint, Michigan continues. Last week, a federal judge got involved after the ACLU, the Natural Resources Defense Council, and others filed suit to force local governments to do more. The judge ordered the state and the city to deliver bottled water to the homes of those who do not have a filter properly installed. Now the city and state must deliver four cases of water per resident per week directly to homes unless the filter's working. The order brings some needed relief to residents of Flint who have had to go pick up bottled water ever since lead was detected in the city's system. The judge noted in his ruling that bottled water is heavy and 
not all Flint's residents are capable of transporting the cases effectively. He also said that picking up water has become a major challenge for some residents in Flint, where 40% of people live below the poverty line. Last week, a trial started in Seattle that could result in railroads having to cover their loads to assure coal and coal dust don't get into waterways. The suit is brought by the Sierra Club and a coalition of other environmental organizations against BNSF Railroad. They contend that the rail line is violating the Clean Water Act by allowing coal particles to fall out of cars into 75 gorges and waterways along the Columbia River. The railroad has argued that they protect water because they spray a surfactant on the coal after it is loaded into the cars. The case seeks to show that foreign materials from unprotected rail cars goes right into water with no discharge permit, therefore violating the Clean Water Act. Chris Wilkie of the Puget Soundkeeper Alliance told the Seattle Times that the ruling could have implications for loads of other things like grain or gravel. The trial will continue this week. And finally this week, which is better, showering in the morning or the evening? Well, that depends. If you need to get your creative juices flowing for a busy day ahead, according to Dr. Shelley Carson of Harvard University, showering in the morning is your ticket. That's because of something called the incubation period, where we come up with answers to problems we've been pondering when we're not actually thinking about them. Basically, your cognitive wheels just relax and a solution effortlessly appears. But if you have trouble getting to sleep, like maybe this past week, then a shower before bed is definitely your best bet. According to Dr. Christopher Winter of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, rapid cooling after you get out of the shower fakes your body into thinking it's bedtime. It also reduces stress-related cortisol levels, making it even easier to drift off. But the new water-resistant iPhone 7 may make these recommendations moot. Indeed, people are raving about being able to take their phones with them into the shower. So so much for mental downtime in the morning if you're watching Netflix. Or trying to drift off at night after reading horrifying tweets. And there's the very concerning possibility that people will spend more time in the shower, say to watch a full episode of Westworld or text with friends. So please, can we all agree on some best practices? Like maybe not using the FaceTime app no matter when we shower. This Week in Water is sponsored by the American Water Works Association. Learn more about new water science, research, and treatment November 13 through 17 in Indianapolis. Information can be found at awwa.org forward slash WQTC16.